What is up, everybody, here on Super Powered Pop with Dan Tortora here on Facebook Live. We're on Facebook.com backslash live now DT. And this is episode six, the finale of the six-part series, We've Got Stones. And this sixth part series, the sixth part of the series is the Mind Stone, the Yellowstone, and I'm happy to be here with you inside of this beautiful special that we're doing here on Super Powered Pop with Dan Tortora. You can check out the information right behind me here in the studio. Super Powered Pop is the name of the show. Superpoweredpop.com is the place to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Super Powered Pop. And I'm not giving any spoilers. Nobody gets scared. I'm not going to give away anything about the movie. So there's no reason to be concerned. You can watch this video. So I'm actually going to put it in. I'm going to put it in the thing here. No spoilers. I promise. So I'm not giving anything away. This is a six part series meant to lead into the movie because the movie came out yesterday. But the official release date is today, Friday, April 26th. I don't know why they do that anymore, how they say that the official release date is a Friday when we know all the good movies, all the big time movies come out on Thursday nights and not even at midnight anymore. They come out at seven o'clock at night. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for watching on Facebook Live in this very special six part series of Super Powered Pop entitled We've Got Stones. We started with the purple stone, which is the power stone. Then we moved over into the space stone, the blue stone. Then the red reality stone, the orange soul stone. Then the green time stone. And now finally, we've come to the sixth stone, which is the yellow mind stone. And the reason why I did them in this order is because this is the order that Thanos obtains them in the movies. That's why we're at episode six here right now with the mind stone. And to be able to share this with you, kind of share the background, for those of you that have been watching the series, you know what it's all about. We go to the backstory of each of these stones, let you know about them, so let you know about the Mind Stone and let you know about each of the stones has their own special. So in this mini-series, we've had, like I said, power, space, reality, soul, time, mind. So each of these stones is in its own show, giving you a background because our heroes, I would think, are going to have to go and get these stones to try and write the path of everything, right? Because Thanos's infamous snap it with all these stones is what took away half of life across the universe. So you would think that somebody has to get these stones, you know, these Avengers, these heroes have to get these stones in order to write the ship. And so we're, we're in each of these episodes like this one, we do a background of the stone to let you know what it is and the history of it, how is how it was found, what it was used for and so much more. So I want to get into that with you today in the history of the mind stone. So after so we, we got to go all the way back here. In the Avengers, the Mind Stone was originally housed in the Shatari Scepter and it was a blue glowing. So for those of us that saw it, you know, the mentality is that it was part of the space stone, right? Because we know that Loki travels in, you know, to, to our world, Loki travels to earth, you know, via this space stone or that he can travel wherever he wants with this space stone with the, with the uh, Tesseract, so to speak. And then he shows up with this blue glowing scepter. So you think, okay, well that's part of the space stone, but when he uses the blue glowing scepter, all he does is touch the top of the scepter onto your heart and it changes you and it essentially makes you forget or whatever it wants you to do with the mind. It can make it can erase your mind. It can make you 
can you know, it can make you kind of become a prisoner. We saw Hawkeye's eyes go black and Dr. Selvig's eyes go black. And so, you know, that we, you know, basically this scepter was manipulating the mind, which didn't make any sense to us who saw the blue and thought, okay, well, this is the space stone, but it's not. And so, you know, we see obviously this happen in Avengers, the first Avengers movie. And I want to, I want to get to some of that background here. So the invasion on earth, when it's placed within the scepter, the stone granted the wielder power to enslave others' minds. When Loki was defeated by the Avengers, the scepter was taken into custody of shield. And so shield had taken it over. And then in Captain America, the winter soldier, you know, we, we obviously see that uh, sleeper Hydra agents smuggled the scepter into Sokovia, where Wolfgang von Strucker began using it to experiment with human enhancement. However, only two subjects survived the process, who were Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. So, we, so it's in Captain America the Winter Soldier, so that's technically on the timeline where we see it first, because this is back in... You know, 19... Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. So I, I, I've misconfused. The first Avengers back in 45. So we see the scepter in Avengers with Loki. Then we see it again in Winter Soldier in real time after the Avengers fight. And then in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Mind Stone is seen with the other Infinity Stones when we see the history of the Infinity Stones from the Collector, played by Benicio Del Toro. In Avengers Age of Ultron, after capturing the scepter from Strucker in a raid with his fellow Avengers, Tony Stark analyzes it, determines that it contains an advanced AI, which could be used to bring about his vision of a global peacekeeping program called Ultron. However, Ultron was an immediate failure, and obviously... Ultron becomes one of the greatest villains in the comic books. I don't think we saw it in the movie as much, but one of the greatest villains that we have ever seen in the comics is Ultron, who's created using this Mind Stone and, you know, this artificial intelligence and just, you know, it has pieces of Jarvis. And ultimately, when, when Ultron decides that he wants to be a more advanced being, he's this massive soldier of vibranium so to speak this robotic vibranium but he wants to become something bigger and better and in becoming something bigger and better he creates vision and he said he's holding on to the scepter and i'm paraphrasing but he says something along the lines of you know how primitive humans are in not knowing that there was a mind stone inside of the scepter and he breaks it and he takes out the mind stone all of a sudden we see this blue this blue, you know, kind of moving around energy, when it's broken, there was a yellow stone inside of it. It's not the space stone. It's not connected to the space stone. And he takes this yellow gem, this yellow stone that is the mind stone, and puts it into the forehead of vision. And he is trying to, and then he connects himself up to it with the help of one of the scientists that he obviously uses under his command with the scepter. And they are trying to create him as a more perfect being in this vision. So there's pieces of Jarvis in here, there's pieces of Tony, and there's pieces of, obviously, Dr. Bruce Banner because Bruce Banner and Tony Stark create Ultron. So he has those pieces and then pieces of himself, and he's all putting these into vision, and he is able to connect himself to it, but he doesn't connect himself all the way. Vision is brought to life by Thor Knowing that he has to do this, he has a vision of the stones when uh, Scarlet Witch sends them all into their own kind of visions and whatnot. 
he and he obviously has his vision, but he's thrown into. Well, actually, no, I can't say that. When he has his vision, he actually goes with Doctor Selving into the waters, and the waters show him different things. He sees the stones and realizes that he has to create vision. So he takes the lightning from his hammer Mjolnir and he sends it into this encasing of vision, which brings vision to life. And so vision ultimately evolves and has pieces of himself, pieces of Ultron, pieces of Dr. Bruce Banner, and pieces of Tony Stark in this very elaborate humanoid type character who can morph himself. And, you know, obviously he sees the the cape of Thor and decides he wants one. So he looks at it, envisions it, and then it appears and it becomes a, a golden cape. And he can obviously, you know, do what he wants to do with, you know, what he wants to do as he moves forward. We see him obviously take on a, a different piece here. You know, he is able to evolve. And we can see in Avengers Infinity War that the Infinity Stone is, is right there in his forehead. And But at the same time, you know, he's, he's able to be himself. You know, he's able to essentially look like a human and he's able to evolve so, you know, just kind of a pretty cool thing here that he's able to do something like that and and be able to showcase himself in this way and, and to look like a, a human being. And then we'll obviously see the stone. And he says the stone is speaking to him. We see a very similar scene later on in Avengers Infinity War in a totally different situation. It's the same, but it's not. So in this scene, Wanda does not want to leave Vision, who she calls Viz. And he doesn't want to leave her. In this scene at the end of the movie, Wanda does not want to leave Vision, and he doesn't want to leave her. But this is where he says, we've run out of time. And he said, you are the only one powerful enough to destroy the Infinity Stone. And so he asked her to do it before Thanos can complete what he's trying to do. Earlier in the movie, basically to put it in order here, we see Vision like this, and then they get attacked. He tries to phase and we see one of the children of Thanos trying to, the Dark Order, trying to take this out of his head. He's screaming in agony. It doesn't work. So we go later on into the movie. And Wanda is able to hold off Thanos and defeat this stone, so to speak, to break the stone apart and to essentially kill the power of the Mind Stone. But Thanos already had the Time Stone. So even though Wanda, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, was successful... In destroying the Mind Stone, Thanos goes back in time, just a few moments, to recreate the Mind Stone to bring it back to life, and then he plucks it, and this is a very sad, and I mean, we look at the power of Vision and the ability of Vision, the strength and just kind of the stature of Vision, and look at how tiny he is to Thanos. Basically, Thanos' hand can fit the whole face of Vision. He grabs the Mind Stone and pulls it out of Vision's head and basically leaves a giant hole right in the front, you know, right in the forehead of Vision, leaves this gaping hole that he indents and kind of rips it out of. And then we see Vision lose his color and ultimately perish in Avengers Infinity War. So, you know, a very uh, kind of sad way of seeing Vision go and, and kind of, I mean, a very depressing way of a character that really didn't get developed into his true potential, I would say. I mean, there's a lot more to be had with Vision, I would venture to say, but in Avengers Infinity War, we see him perish. Now, I want to go to the powers of the Mind Stone. When the Mind Stone was inside the Shatari Scepter, 
It could control another person's mind, as we saw with Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, and as we saw with Dr. Selvig. The user places the blade tip against the person's heart, and the Mind Stone produces a blue-like energy which is transferred into the person's body, which then spreads up to the head, notably affecting their eyes, turning them a fluorescent blue color, and why well, I said like black, but you know, like a dark blue. Uh, people under the scepter's control will often regain their individuality after receiving a significant blow to the head as a temporary loss of consciousness will allow their normal mental state to reset and return. In some situations, the effects of the mind control can, can be canceled out if the energy from the scepter is unable to diffuse into the target's body, such as when Tony Stark's arc reactor blocks the energy itself. Now, while the stone was in Hydra's possession, Wolfgang von Strucker commented that the scientists studying it had only just scratched the surface, implying the stone's capabilities are more diverse than originally perceived. Two more powers were seen as it could grant sentience to Ultron with the codes it possessed and vision when placed in his forehead, as well as granting powers to humans like Wanda and Pietro Maximoff. So this mind stone can obviously uh, almost mutate you, so to speak, like it did with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Now, I want to go to a little more, you know, so obviously we've seen it in the hands of Loki. We've seen it in the hands of, of Dr. Bruce Banner. We've seen it in the hands of Tony Stark. And we have, you know, and so on and so forth, you know, seen it with Hydra. So many people have possessed this scepter. It's traded a lot of hands and spent a lot of time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And going back to the creation of Vision, ultimately, who wears this stone within him, you know, within his brain, we have uh, this statement that was in Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor, you helped create this. This is Steve Rogers, Thor, and Bruce Banner. And he says, I've had a vision, a whirlpool that sucks in all hope of life, and at its center is that. And they said, what, the gem? He said, it's the Mind Stone. Now, Ultron's new vibranium body with the stone inside it was taken when the Avengers stole the cradle during the Battle of Seol, and leading to Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and Thor granting the construct inside the cradle life with the stone embedded in its forehead. A newly created android dubbed Vision viewed Ultron as a danger to Earth, decided to join the Avengers in fighting him, and ultimately blows him to smithereens when he rises, and we see that yellow beam of light shoot through the Mind Stone onto Ultron and take care of business, so to speak. Now, the Battle of Sokovia, Vision uses the power of the stone against the overwhelming army of Ultron sentries, combines its power with Iron Man and Thor to overpower and defeat Thanos, which cannot match Vision's strength, or not Thanos, to overpower and defeat Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron, which cannot match Vision's strength. With the War One, Vision decided to join the Avengers and use his power to aid the protection of Earth. But obviously, we see the disconnect in Civil War and, you know, which side is Vision on and what is he going to do? And he ultimately goes with Scarlet Witch, who is with Captain America's team. And then we see that they are in hiding in Avengers Infinity War. And he is there to fight, but he shuts off his, uh, tran I think it's the transponder or whatever. So they're not able to communicate with him because he's more concerned with his romance. He's learned to have emotion, even though he's an artificial intelligence. He learns to have emotion for... Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. They want to spend time together. They want to be left alone. And that ultimately creates this, you know, the, the situation at the beginning of the movie where they're not really prepared for the fight. They don't really know what's going on. And they end up getting ambushed by the Black Order. And, and I think I called it the Dark Order earlier. But they get ambushed by the Black Order. And they get attacked 
in in this uh, Avengers Infinity War movie. Now, when we look at this, Vision was the last to arrive, uh, last of the Avengers to arrive at the airport on Iron Man's side as the teams clashed. So, you know, you see him kind of with Wanda and you see that connection, but ultimately he goes over to the other side. Now, he created a warning line by firing a beam from the stone on his forehead in front of Captain America's team. He tried to talk and reason with Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, to get him to surrender. And then Vision, seeing Cap in the Winter Soldier try to escape in the Quinjet, became transparent, moving through Giant Man and uses energy blast from the stone to bring down a watchtower, trying to cut off their escape. So you know that he has, I mean, so basically he's on both sides, so to speak. In Civil War, he's with Iron Man, but then eventually he is with Wanda and he is, you know, in hiding with Captain America. So we see him on both sides of the Civil War spectrum. Now, as we move forward, though, we see that we, we see, the, you know, the attack in Scotland, as I was talking about, by Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight. Members of the Black Order and Th- Thanos has adopted children. They're trying to take it from him. It doesn't work. That was the picture that I had shown earlier here for those of you that are watching as they're trying to essentially claw it out of his forehead. That does not work. And so Thanos ends up doing it himself toward the end of this movie in a very sad and, as you can see in this picture, uh, a very, very emotional scene here is Vision's being grabbed by the neck and it's being ripped out of his forehead. Now, you know, to be in this situation, we see the the death of Vision and his, his purplish pink color goes gray almost immediately. His whole body grows, goes gray, loses all his color, almost like a, commu- a computer being shut off and falls to the ground lifeless. So when we look at the capabilities of it, to go back to it a little bit here, you know, the sentient and intelligent nature of the stone allows it to operate independently of a host to a degree, allowing it to subtly compel and manipulate minds without the presence of somebody wielding it. Now, while in the possession of Loki, unbeknownst to him, the Mind Stone subtly influenced his actions and motivations from within the scepter. The stone, the stone amplified Loki's hatred of his brother Thor and of humanity, driving him to wage an open war to invade and dominate Earth as its ruler. In addition, while being kept aboard the helicarrier by the Avengers, the scepter managed to compel the heroes to slowly turn against one another in a heated argument, escalating to the point when the stone's power compelled Bruce Banner to pick it up in voluntary and an aggressive gesture. The Mind Stone is also able to project the consciousness of its wielder in order to mentally view and communicate with beings in faraway places. This ability is powerful enough to reach the far depths of outer space, as evidence when Loki uses the scepter to communicate with the other in Sanctuary. During this conversation, the other was able to interact with Loki's projection and cause him pain in his physical body. During the theft of the Mind Stone, Captain America was able to use the power of the scepter to render his past self unkind. Well, and so, yeah, so, I mean, we look at all this stuff. So a lot of different things are happening in the grand scheme of things that we can see that, uh, that, that this scepter can be used. And obviously the power of the Mind Stone is, is extremely powerful, as we had spoken about, you know, here on the show just a moment ago that, that this scepter, you know, well, not even being in the scepter and not even being in the hands of anybody, that the Mind Stone is sentient. The Mind Stone has this ability to kind of change the game a little bit here because the Mind Stone can get you to think things 
and do things and amplify things that it wants. So it is a living, breathing entity, so to speak, as we find that, you know, these stones all are, you know, the reality stone with the ether that can go into your body and, and, and inhabit a host and, and, and work to destroy you and eventually kill you. We know that the space stone can be utilized by Thanos without him even having to touch it. We know that, you know, the soul stone, a soul for a, sto- a soul, just how deep that is, you know, that you actually have to give up what you love just to be able to possess the soul stone, which is by far, you know, the biggest sacrifice of any of the stones. And then we see with the power stone, its intense ability to break apart the mountain or the mountain, the uh, moon of Titan, to break apart that moon and to thrust it toward Earth that that far away, Thanos could just point the power stone on the gauntlet and pull it forward and actually grab the moon, move it toward him, break it into pieces and hurl it toward Titan is uh, is tremendous. And then the time stone, you know, the ability to put somebody in an infinite loop where even if you're killed, you can continuously come back to life. If the mind stone is destroyed in Avengers Infinity War, all Thanos has to do essentially is to, you know, take that, basically take his gauntlet that had the time stone in it already, take the gauntlet here with the time stone, you know, and essentially just put it forward and turn it and bring, you know, bring, bring that time back so that he could grab the mind stone out of the forehead of our near and dear vision and rip it right out. So, you know, it's just a tremendous, tremendous power. And obviously all of these stones have a place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a big way. And when put together, we know that they can change the universe. So with that being said, episode six, the Mind Stone, we gave you the background on it. Obviously, it has a deep connection to Vision. It has that that you know great connection to him and his being. But we learn that Vision, once again, has pieces of Dr. Bruce Banner, has pieces of Tony Stark, has pieces of Ultron, but ultimately becomes himself. And we see that he learns to feel emotion, to love, and to feel connected here. And, you know, the sad thing about it is him perishing in Avengers Infinity War, we don't get to see, you know, up to this point, really, the tremendous amount of power that he has and ability that he has, which is really the the saddest part of all of this. So, you know, as we move forward with the Avengers into Endgame, and as we move forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the question arises of, you know, can we ever see Vision again? Will he come back? And, you know, is this the last of him in Avengers Infinity War? You know, is this the last that we've seen of him? The only character to embody, you know, really a, a, a stone. You know, the power stone was inside of the orb. The space stone was inside of the uh, the Tesseract. The ether, you know, you could embody, but we've seen that, you know, obviously encased. The soul stone, you have to give up a soul. The time stone is inside of the eye of Agamotto. So really the only one that's inside of a person is this mind stone, which is kind of the uh, the, the thing that, that put it all together for the creation of Vision. And, you know, obviously Vision, uh, he's one of my favorites. And so to see him go in Avengers Infinity War was really tough. But we'll see what happens in Avengers Endgame. And as we move forward into Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's not done with Avengers Endgame Phase 3. They will go on to Spider-Man Far From Home, and then they will jump in to Phase 4. So I want to thank you for watching and listening. Superpowered Pop is the show. Superpoweredpop.com is the place to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Superpowered Pop. Let us know your thoughts. No spoilers, please. I will be doing a non-spoiler reaction to Avengers Endgame, and then after plenty of time has passed, probably a couple weeks, 
that's when I'll do my show that has spoilers in it. I have respect for you and respect for myself and respect for the people that work so darn hard on this movie to not spoil it for anybody. So do not spoil it. Hashtag no spoilers. Hashtag everyone should enjoy the movie. Hashtag be a good person and have yourselves a great day and go enjoy this movie time and time and time. I'm going to go see it a bunch of times. So go enjoy Avengers Endgame. Thank you so much for tuning into this six-part series brought to you by the Museum of Intrigue on the third floor of Destiny USA. No experience like it. Frightmare Farms, no experience like that. And Painting with a Twist, DeWitt. There are there are different Painting with a Twist that you'll find throughout, but Painting with a Twist, DeWitt has its own unique taste, own unique mark, own unique way about it. That's why I'm proud to work with them. And Nicole Ginsberg, thank you so much to the entire team at Painting with a Twist on Erie Boulevard. The difference is tangible because of the people that care. So thank you to each of those companies for supporting Superpowered Pop. Thank you to you for supporting the show. Thank you to God most of all. And thank you to everyone that is connected in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are all in this together. And here is hoping that these stones can hopefully do something good as we move forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. After we saw the fateful snap, hopefully things can get better from here for our heroes. With that being said, Take care, be well, and God bless. And I'll talk with you on Superpowered Pop very soon.